Welcome to More Lemonade. My name is Katie and I am over the moon tonight because I have two women with me that embrace and exude the power of community. I have Liz Burnich and Gina McGuire, co-founders of Flag, and I'm going to let them explain what that means in a minute. But I want to begin by saying that at this time in the midst of this pandemic, we are all looking for inspiration. Some of us look for it on a national level and some of us look for it on a local level. It just so happens that I'm grateful that on a local level, the inspiration I found has turned national because these two women have created a movement that has inspired and motivated the country. And we're going to talk about Flag because you're going to be hearing and seeing it throughout different pockets of the country and the good work they're doing. So ladies, I want to say thank you for being here with me tonight. And I want to ask Liz if you could begin with saying or explaining what flag is and how this idea got started. And then we'll pull Gina into the conversation and we'll take it from there. Sure. Thank you so much for having us, Katie. So flag stands for Frontline Appreciation Group. We started the effort in mid-March, March 19th. I had seen a friend from my hometown post a quick note that they were feeding the local hospital there. And I thought that was a great idea and something that we could should be able to very easily replicate here in New Jersey for the Morristown Medical Center. And I really quickly got amazing community support through the Chatham Community Forum. And then Gina and I spoke that following day, we had been connected through the Madison High School community, where my husband's a teacher and Gina works. And she noted that it was a perfect effort for the Madison community too. And we would probably all agree that the two communities are just incredibly community oriented, neighbor oriented, just super supportive. And she asked if it made sense to collaborate or do it separately. And I thought collaborating would be the better path. So we jumped on board together. We had never even met. We had never even spoken, but we are now partners very deep into this effort. And the whole effort is just really geared around supporting those front lines, um, which we can talk about the definition of, but also keeping the local restaurants in business. We know this is a terribly difficult time for them. And without people being able to go out and eat and socialize, a lot of businesses are struggling. Those that are still open are also still struggling in many different ways. And anything that our community can do to support them. It seems like we're ready, willing, and able. Awesome. Gina, I I was hoping that you would explain to our listeners who are not familiar with the Chatham and Madison, New Jersey areas. I often describe our towns as a little slice of Mayberry. It's Main Street, USA. And so I was hoping you could explain what our restaurant scene and our small businesses mean to our community and how vital they are to sustaining and surviving throughout this pandemic and why tying this into flag is really not just supporting those frontline workers, but it's it's also helping to save some of our towns. I think what makes us different, and to your point of us being a little slice of Mayberry, is these restaurants, the owners, the workers, they're, they're people we know. They're our, our neighbors, they're our friends, they're people that we come to know just by, you know, patronizing their their places of business. And we really identify as like, we're all in it together. There's such hometown pride among the people of Madison, as well as Chatham, where we really like to support each other, go to bat for each other. And like I said, it's not just helping these local businesses, but these people are our friends and neighbors and and, and we know them. And, and so 
you know, of course, if there's a chance that we can help them out in this tough time, we're going to want to do that. And I think for me, Liz, when I saw this idea come to fruition, I was invited to join the Facebook group, just like so many of my friends. And I was so excited to see that you had a solution for frontline workers as well as for our small businesses. But can you talk about how quickly this idea went from an idea and its conception to an actual reality and the money's raised and what that's done in such a fast-paced environment? Yeah, it was pretty incredible. But so for a Thursday night, the 19th was when I put that message out on community forum. By Friday morning, I already had $800 in my Venmo account and I already had dinner lined up for the ER that night. So we got into motion very quickly. We did it without going through the traditional channels of speaking to the hospital administration, et cetera. We spoke directly with a nurse from the ER. Once we got off the ground in a little bit more of an organized fashion and a more significant fashion, we did coordinate with administration. And that was really, really helpful. So we have been extraordinarily grateful for the level of support that our community has shown. And we have been just overwhelmed with how many how many individual donations there are we when we put the note out to the group we had su- suggested that donations of $10 or $20 would be great and never in our a million years would we have expected we'd be at the total number raised that we are today which is over $111,000 and that is two and a half weeks into this effort Granted, most people donated in the early days, so it's not surprising that we got as much tra- we, that we got a lot of traction early. But this level of traction and support has been just mind blowing. So from here, we don't expect to double our pace, if you will, by the end of the month. But what we are hopeful of is that other chapters around the country will enjoy similar traction and similar snowballing effect and word of mouth excitement and energy for other there's 69 as of last night 73 i believe as of today chapters around the country in 21 states i believe so we are just so excited about the sheer level of spread that this idea has basically occurred across the nation. And it's a simple, simple concept, but it's so meaningful to Gina's point. This is supporting your friends and and your neighbors. This is not about the big box companies. We support them too. We all do. But this is about protecting the people who are in your community every day. And this is about not having your main street be empty when you drive through in three months. This is about, you know, those stores coming back to life and being well positioned to do so. And our community, honestly, it's been an amazing boost to our community from an emotional standpoint. People are bonding together. And I'll let Gina talk more about that because she's been part of some of the sidebar efforts I have too, but I'll let her talk about it. And it's just been a major, major community boost to be part of something that is keeping us occupied and focused on something positive rather than the really depressing, hard, hard news that we're all being faced with every day. 100%. I think I shared with you, Liz, that I start and end my day by checking into 
our local flag Facebook because it is a reassurance for me and a comfort to know that despite the awful situation we find ourselves in, that there is hope and that we can find it within one another. So Gina, I'd love for you to talk about that emotional aspect because for a member of flag like myself, that's really been in just getting involved and trying to help with whether it be a a donation or spreading the word in my own little involvement, it's become an emotional outlet for me. And I know it's been for so many others. So if you could speak to that a little bit, I know people would love to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's, we keep saying that, you know, people are saying that this idea and flag is a win-win. It's a win-win for the frontline workers and a win for the restaurant workers. And I always like to say it's a win-win-win because the third win is really so many people just looking for a way to help and wanting to help. And like we talked about earlier, you know, we're all cooped up in our houses and, you know, unfortunately the TV, the, you know, your computer, your phone, it's everywhere. You, you can't kind of get away from this news and it's bleak and it's, you know, it's rough and you just want to help. I think most people are good people and they want to help. And, and this provided a platform for everyone to kind of pitch in the same way that you're helping in your way with this podcast and getting the word out, you know, so many people have made it a sort of their own personal way to contribute, which has spawned all these sort of secondary efforts, which have been amazing. It's it's largely becoming one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is that our Facebook group, you know, I think we're like 3,500 plus strong people, you know, in, in, in two weeks, maybe a little longer, which is a lot of, a lot of people who, you know, showed up and all those people are people who are wanting to help and, and do something in, in the face of this virus. So you have this sort of captive audience of all of us. And from that, you know, we have the group of women who have started to sew, comfort masks. So that, I mean, that is, they're churning those out at a rate that is unbelievable. I can't even, Christine Preston is one of the ladies who is kind of in the lead on that. And they now call themselves the frontline sewing angels, which is adorable. And they literally, I mean, if I call them and say, Hey, so-and-so, you know, these people need a couple masks. They're, they're left on a bag on a, on the doorstep with my name on it, right? go. No question. They're just, you know, churning them out like crazy. And that's, you know, that's that population's way of, of contributing. I couldn't sew a button on a shirt. So that's not for me, you know, but everybody's finding their own kind of way to contribute. We have a local Stella and Dot rep who did a jewelry sale, who's going to, you know, give proceeds back to flag a one woman made t-shirts and lawn signs and giving the proceeds back to flag. We have the Purple Aardvark doing bracelets that are kind of like little inspirational sayings. Really cute. Again, everybody's finding their own way to to find what, what makes them happy to sort of give. Whether it's, you know, my friend Renee Ferris works for GSK, donated a bunch of chapstick for the health, you know, healthcare workers. Everyone's kind of looking to see, like, what can I offer up? What can I bring to this, you know? Obviously, we've gotten so many donations, which is unbelievable, and this doesn't work without that. But the way that it's kind of made people think, you know, how can I add to this and how can I enhance it in my own way? I don't want to forget mentioning the fuel boxes that 
so many people have have come to make these fuel boxes, which are so cute. And it's become like a parent-child craft of sorts where they're just the cutest things. And people, it's just, everyone's kind of getting involved. and, And it's that kind of spirit and raising the community spirit in that way, which is such a happy side accident that, you know, wasn't planned, couldn't have been predicted. And every day there's something new that somebody else contributes or or comes up with. Absolutely. And I'm so happy you mentioned that uh, in the terms of the boxes, just because I know that's something I had my five and three-year-olds working on today. We were doing artwork to attach to those boxes. And and I remember, because this is such a complicated thing to explain to children. Mm -hmm. And so we've, you know, done limited information, but my daughter said to me today, it feels so good to help people. And I, I thought to myself, if nothing else, if we remember nothing else from this time, and that is her takeaway. And we can, we can directly attribute that back to the collective community through flag. Then what a beautiful testament to the power of an idea and the inspiration that follows. Yeah. I mean, think of all the households where they're doing this, you know, where they're selling masks, where they're making artwork, where they're doing fuel boxes, where they're, you know, in every household that's happening, it's a ripple effect, you know? So to me, it, the, the more that can be spread around, the better. 100%. I was hoping that you'd be able to talk a little bit about two two things. One is when these meals get delivered, I know we've talked a lot about our community effort, but obviously the healthcare workers are feeling this at an unprecedented level. So what is the feedback that you receive from them about this small gesture that does make such a big, long-lasting impact? And then also, if you could talk just a little bit about then the restaurant side, about whether it's a specific story or just feedback in general about how they feel to be able to sustain and survive a business right now, but at the same time, know that they're doing so and they're feeding not just the mouths, but the hearts of the healthcare workers on the front line. The notes and recognition that we've gotten, which is not, obviously, these are folks who are very busy and stressed during their day, but they have managed to get us some great pictures and notes through the Facebook group and some select messaging directly, which has just been so amazing to hear that we are really bringing great positive energy and the, that love that and support and recognition of them putting themselves at risk every day. They're scared. They have families in many cases. They have loved ones that they would like to see and that they're afraid of infecting. So knowing that they have some of that support and recognition of this difficult time has meant the world to them. I met a woman last week who shared with me that to date, you know, they had never really been recognized. And she just, she felt so overwhelmed with gratitude to be recognized. And that kind of messaging has been a little bit of the wind beneath our wings. And then on the flip side, the administration from the hospital has been extremely grateful and complimentary of the efforts and the result of our efforts. I don't think they expected such a rallying behind them. And I, when they look back, I don't think they could imagine how they would do as well without it, meaning it, it's just been so incredibly meaningful to them. And like no one expected it, no one saw it coming, but everybody has been so happy to have it. And 
we know the hospital is putting out a, a notice about just their gratitude to the public at some point. So we'll let them use their words, but it's def- it's not gone unnoticed by the central administration of these hospitals either, which is really nice. Right. Yeah. Along those same lines, I have, my cousin is working right now in the ER down at a hospital and at the Jersey shore. And she just, uh, just, she was just so psyched because there are efforts down there and they're doing the same thing for, for them. And she was just like, you guys, my cousin, my cousin started this, you know, like she's so excited that everybody just looks so forward to it. She says it's the one bright spot in their day. My husband's a police officer down in South Orange and the Maplewood South Orange flag brought them this huge thing of cookies. Like, you know, so people that are directly personal, you know, my family members are being directly affected. They really, they do. It's it's just such a nice thing. People like to be acknowledged, appreciated, and especially in such awful circumstances, it's really just a nice lift in their day. As far as the restaurants, um, it's funny because the restaurants are, they're just, they're trying to like give us deals. We'll do this half off. And, you know, we're like, no, buddy, this is like for you too. You know, like we're, you know, right. we just live in such a supportive community, you know, that it's, you know, they're, we, the fire department, the Madison volunteer fire department made a hefty donation, you know, for us to send meals. And, and it was like, you're, you're the people like you're the people, you know, so I put on our Instagram, I put up this thing called helpers helping helpers because it's, it is, it's like, we're trying to take stuff to the volunteer fire department and they're donating money so we can take food to the hospital. And then the restaurant's trying to give us a break on what he's charging us. You know, it's, it's like, everybody is trying to help everybody. And, you know, that's what really makes Madison and Chatham great is, um, is that strong, strong sense of community. Today, when I, I went to bring the lunch delivery on my way back, you know, I, I picked it up and I, I was driving to the hospital, dropped it off. And on my way back, I called, it was Bagel Chateau and I called the guy there and, you know, I was going to give him the credit card information for payment. And he's like, Oh, Gina, somebody, an anonymous donor, paid for today's lunch. And I was like, what? So we have random anonymous donors, you know, taking up, picking up the check for an entire shift of meals, which is no small chunk of change. It's feeding practically 200 people. And, you know, someone swooped in and that was their donation. And just, you know, unbeknownst to us, it's just every time you turn around, there's you know, everybody is just at at the ready to, to jump in and help. So it's great. I mean, I think the restaurants feel great that the community is rallying around them just as much as we're rallying around everybody else. You could you could almost say restaurants are part of the people on those front lines whose jobs demand that they're they're there and they show up and they're they're still working for our communities. It it really is so awesome. And one of the first things that I thought of when I learned about you two was I thought, well, oh, they're local moms. And I, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> how are they balancing yeah. everything that's going on and their families? And I, I, cause I immediately said, I want to pick their brains cause I want to know their multitasking secrets. Um, but I also, on a serious note, I thought this was really a beneficial thing for moms to hear about just because 
obviously we've spoken about the ways that we can get involved, but I'm so interested to hear um, how this pandemic for all moms has sort of shifted their perspective or we've utilized our passions to help others. But even in our own homes, how an event like this is inspiring or motivating your own families. My family is sort of used to me having these wild ideas or doing things that they get swept up in the, you know, the, the wake and they end up having to participate in some way. I mean, my son and I did a recent volunteer effort with Villanova and we were repairing pews all day long, laying on a hard marble floor in New York city for Martin Luther King day. So they're used to me just, you know, having these crazy ideas, but my family has largely, I'll be honest, sort of stayed in their lane around doing what they need to do, but also just taking care of things around the house. My husband's pitched in and basically run the house since we kicked this off. And that means breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That means cleaning. That means garbage. That means shopping. That means taking the kids if they need to go get something. And so for me, that support system is critical to be able to do what we're doing with FLAG. But I have gotten my kids involved on small projects here and there. And you can tell it it's something that they have enjoyed. They don't want to do it all day long, which is fine. And uh, But they can do it in small snippets and here and there, which is perfectly appropriate, frankly. And Gina, what would you say in terms of mothering throughout this pandemic has been a lesson or a blessing while you're working with FLAG and then still you know, being a mom and being a cheerleader and champion for the family. I, I definitely feel lucky that my kids are older. I, you know, I got to say, I, I see a lot of moms with young kids and I think, oh, that is a lot of work in a situation like this. My guys are 12, 14 and 16. So they're great. And I think probably my claim to fame out of this is that my youngest son, Luke, used flag to answer a question on his history assignment. That was like the big hubbub in this house was yeah. <laughs> Luke. And then I had other moms say, oh, it was so cute. You know, Andrew and Nolan, they used flag in there. And I was like, wait a minute, was there a group text that went around? And Luke was like, hey guys, easy answer to number four. My mom and, and Liz, you know, have this thing, just write it down, you know, <laughs> but you know, they see, like I was saying earlier, with everybody kind of taking the initiative in their own house on how they can be a contributor and a helper and in some sort of a way that's meaningful to them. I think just anyone doing something, you know, my guys seeing me do this with Liz is just something for them to absorb and and know that if they're ever in a position to help somebody that they should do it and just drop whatever you're doing and do it. And hopefully that'll resonate with them. I think, you know, again, with all of this together time and family time, which has been the one sort of silver lining, I think, to this mayhem we're in, in the middle of, is really just getting to, to be with them and get them involved and let them see what it is and, and let them see that, you know what, it's hard work too. It's not... You do have to put in some time and, and effort, but it's so, so worth it in the end. And, you know, again, hopefully that's happening in, in houses and, and homes all over Chatham and Madison. 
Absolutely. And I, I think it is just given the effort and the tremendous response you've seen to flag and so many people rising to the occasion and contributing what they can. I would say that one of the themes I always have in my writing and in this project is making lemonade out of lemons, trying to find the good. And it's hard for everyone, whether they're involved in a volunteer effort or just in trying to survive and thrive in their day-to-day duties in the house with children about taking care of themselves and finding a little bit of grace in the moment, so to speak. Do you have any advice or any insight into if someone's looking for an outlet, why flag or why anything in terms of, because I don't even know if we can use the term self-care appropriately at a time like this, but in the, in the matter of making sure that you can't pour from an empty cup. And so why it's so important to fill our cups with things that matter. Uh, what advice or insight would you offer into that just based on your own experience these last couple of weeks being so busy, but also being so fulfilled? Yeah, my cup is sort of on the emptier side today as far as energy goes. I've definitely been pulling some late nights, so I know I need to hit the sack early tonight, as a matter of fact. And I feel like doing something with purpose definitely fills my energy cup pretty heftily. but that doesn't need to be such a big undertaking. It can be something as simple as weeding a small patch in your front yard or planting a little flower or doing an art project that, or, you know, writing a letter to a a loved one that you haven't seen in a little while or doing a zoom call with a friend of yours that you haven't seen in a little while. I think there's just so many things that one could do. It may take a little extra thinking, planning, or, just getting out of your pajamas to do it. But sometimes it's it's just the matter of getting out of your pajamas that makes you feel a little bit better, makes you feel a little bit more alive. I made a joke with my husband this morning that it's basically Groundhog Day every morning now. And it's actually hard to remember what day is it? What do I have to do today? So my visual, the calendar whiteboard is empty right now. And we used to have it filled and we used to be really religious about putting that up every week. So everyone always knew what to do. And now I feel like, well, maybe I need to get back to that and come up with something else to fill those days as reminders that we need to do certain things to keep our brain going, to keep our energy level up. And maybe that's making breakfast for your loved ones on Saturday morning or going for just a, a quick walk that in a different direction than you did the day before. I, I think it, it, I think it's important for everyone to try to admit that they need a little extra and these are hard days and turn off the TV, turn off social media. If it's bringing you down and be kind to yourself in more ways than maybe normal, because these are, these are tough days. That's absolutely incredible and inspiring. And I, I do want to thank you both because when this first began, I thought, wow, this is going to get really messy. And then I recognized that in the mess, there's a lot of magic. And I think that you're making it possible for a lot of people to not just cope, but to contribute. And for that, I want to say thank you. And I'm really looking forward to someday walking down one of our main streets and meeting you for coffee at one of our small businesses and thanking you in person. But until then, I do want to say thank you for making this something meaningful and for making lemonade. And uh, I thank you both for being with me tonight and for all the good work that you've done and will continue to do. I would just like to say thank you to 
all the people of Madison and Chatham who have made this the success that it is. And, you know, although we get to do these fun things, it definitely is 100% a tribute to these two towns and what we're capable of when we all come together. We appreciate you having us on. And, you know, when this podcast explodes and catches fire, I hope you'll remember us when we when you see us on Main Street and you will have that coffee with us. I'm um, buying the coffee, yeah. <laughs> although I don't drink coffee, I'll, I'll have to have like a hot chocolate or something. Okay. But yeah, but either way, I, you know, I would love to. Perfect. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you so Emma. much, Katie.